1: 506, Dr. Dunn is not here. I'm Randy Corporan, guest hosting tonight. If you're just joining the show, let me share the comment from Matt about his absence over the last couple of weeks and today. Quote, I just had to realize I'm too darned busy to keep the Sunday routine at present. Remember, new baby, four kids, coaching, dental practice. Uh, Just a very, very busy man. So that's what's going on. Phone number here, 303-696-1971. I'm Randy Corcoran from Saturday Nights. And it's just really nice to be here. I have not filled in on Backbone Radio, I think, since before I actually came to work for 710 Can-US. I think I guest hosted uh, back when um, Matt Dunn was co-hosting with Krista Kafer. And then I certainly was on multiple times as a guest before I came over here, and uh, I've had phone calls with Matt. But it's really nice to be here with you, and what a glorious night. It was 55 degrees when I drove in. Do you realize we are only seven weeks away from the start of spring? And today, we we got a taste of what that's going to be like. Just really, really nice. You can tell how much longer the days are becoming. It's still light outside it was sunglasses at 4. Hell, I came close to riding the Harley, but I know it'll be chilly by the time we're done here. 303 696 the number. 696-1971. We'll jump back to the phones in a second. Text message that relates to what I said before the end of the last uh before the last end of the last segment about finding a new bank. And um I'm looking at Ant Credit Union. And so um, I've got uh, I've got a loan there. Then I really liked how easy it was, how quick it was, the incredible interest rate I was able to get. But um, because Wells Fargo is is tailoring their mortgage, the section of the bank that does mortgages to exclude white people, basically, so I understand it, and it just goes hand in hand with things like AT and T slash Direct TV cutting off. OAN Network, One America News Network, and now Newsmax. It's just outrageous. And the good thing about it is it demonstrates to me just how desperate they are. Because if they were comfortable that their ideas work in America, they wouldn't have to shut us down. They wouldn't have to cut us out. Twitter would not have had to suspend, oh, I don't know, the sitting president of the United States who, by the way, even though he's not even using his Twitter account, has about 90 million followers, while the current putative president, creepy, sleepy, touchy-feely, weakly-acting, putative president Joe Biden, has about 23 million, might be 25. It's in the 20s. It's low. It's nothing compared to The once ostracized, now at least welcome back on the platform, but not using it at all, Donald J. Trump. We got to put a stop to it. So the text says, I don't know, Randy, every time I look at something, credit union or bank, if you look at who owns them, the parent company, they're part of the social justice crowd. Sometimes they don't say ESG exactly, but often you can see their social programs that they give and they're activists. I recently... That they give to... Oh, I, I get it. The money that they donate are to... Yeah, like so many of these companies that threw tons, millions, multi-millions of dollars into the Marxist Black Lives Matter and promoted that lie, threw it in our face for so long. Texter continues, I recently opened an account at Supers for an HSA account. Health, I imagine that's a health account, and I haven't found anything with them yet. Just hoping if you found something that looks really good, you let us know. Well, I'll tell you, I will. Because I'm doing the same thing. I'm going to get rid of AT&T. I'm going to vacate Wells Fargo. And i got a lot of accounts in there. And I, I'm just not going to support it. We have to enforce go woke, go broke. And, uh, and I intend to do what I can to contribute to that. Let's get back to the phones. We'll take them in order. Steve in Denver wants to talk about Newsmax. Welcome, sir. Steve. No, hey, Steve. Um,
2: Hey, if uh, you have a, a Roku TV or TV with Roku, uh, the remote, uh, you can stream uh, Newsmax, or it's even, uh, if you get live uh, TV, if they're on live TV.
1: Oh, that's great. You know, I haven't used Roku very much. I'm aware of it, and uh, because I'm not using DirecTV, I still have access to the channels that I want, but... Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of Comcast either, Xfinity, and because there's the, the ties that they have, the wokeness, you even see it on the little blurbs that scroll across when your TV is in sleep mode. Um, but I haven't gotten around to taking them on yet. We get a lot of pleasure out of some of the, uh, the contact that we get. But yeah, Roku, uh, YouTube covers a lot, but my God, what's worse than YouTube? Uh, well, I
2: mean, uh, Directv. I mean, not Direct. Yeah, Directv. I cut mine two years ago. Good for you. I cut cable completely because cool. I I got tired of Fox News and uh, Disney and all that crap and AT and T. You
1: saved hundreds of dollars a month too, didn't you, Steve? Oh
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, at least twelve hundred
1: bucks a year.
2: And uh, I have AT and T now because I live where I live in uh, Broomfield, Westminster. Uh, it sucks, but once the, there's a new cell phone tower goes up, I'm cutting AT and T also.
1: Yeah, well, I don't blame you. I think it's a terrific idea. I am definitely going to be done with AT&T and move away from Wells Fargo. Thank you very much, Steve. Have oh, a good, uh, yeah, go ahead. you
2: know Wells Fargo? Yeah. Um, the reason they can do that is they've been charging these people, setting up fake accounts uh, for years, and then they get the, uh, the fees, uh, the $32 fees when their uh, check bounces or things like that. I mean, they got in trouble for that for several hundred million dollars, and they got fined for that. Uh, Wells Fargo's is crooked as can be.
1: Well, I'm certainly not happy with them. And I've got my own personal experience going on that I'm not prepared to talk about yet that makes me very, very dissatisfied with the so when uh, I moved service of Wells Fargo. When
2: I moved out here, I sold my home in Kansas City area and uh, put my money in Wells Fargo. And then I put up a portion of it in my checking. Yeah. And then my checks started bouncing. And come to find out, I had to go there in person to find out what was going on. They took all my money from uh, my savings where I put my funds for uh, the sale of my home, and they paid out somebody else's uh, mortgage.
1: That is awful. Well, I've got my own Wells Fargo horror story now that you mention it. Thank you very much, Steve. I'll share that with you on the air. It's... Uh, uh as a lawyer, you have to maintain what's called a trust account, a uh, Coltaf, IOTA, or it's, those are acronyms. But what they are is a place to take advance money, advance payments, retainers that you receive from clients, and you put it in there. That, and that's how you secure payment for your future fees. Lawyers would get screwed all the time if they didn't get paid up front. So we get it up front. And then we have to very carefully track that money and, and, you know, bill for it before we use it and and uh, hold it if there's a dispute and all of that. And one day I was walking into the ugliest juvenile custody uh, parents fighting mental health issues case you can imagine. I was so, and it was early in my career, uh, so I didn't have the experience that uh, made me just feel like, eh, no matter what, I can handle it. I was stressed about this case been up late at night for nights and up early every morning. And as I'm riding in to the first day of this trial, I get a notification on my phone. No, I called just to check balances. It was kind of a habit on my own business, check the balances every morning. And my trust count account was in the negative, which can never happen. That triggers an instant investigation by attorney regulation. And so I got in there and there was about a half an hour to before the trial was going to start. So I, uh, I was able to make a couple of calls instead of just getting warmed up and getting ready for this hearing. I made a couple of calls and the wife of a divorce client I represented had filed a fraud claim because money had been put into my trust account from the sale of their house had not been distributed yet. And she filed a fraud claim, nothing fraud- fraudulent about it. But Wells Fargo, instead of checking with me, took just cleaned out my trust account and they didn't give the money to this crazy woman, thankfully. Um, But the thing is, it's not just that couple's money that's in my trust account. It's all of my client's money that's in that trust account and none of it is mine. So I got to tell you, um, I went up the food chain very quick. And by 5 o'clock that night, uh, after talking to a vice president of the bank and telling him what I would do with them as soon as I was done with this trial, that money was replaced. Then I had to deal with attorney regulation. It didn't take long. But man, oh, man, Wells Fargo, I am done with you. Stay with us. Uh, More to do on Backbone Radio, 710 KNUS. Hot dog. This music's so good, I don't even know what it is, but I like it. Back it's 520. Phones have been hot on Backbone Radio, 303-696-1971. 696-1971. We'll grab Hank here in just a minute. Don't forget, coming up at 6 o'clock... Tig and Benghazi war hero from the 13 Hours in Benghazi will join us. I had him on my show last night because he's running for mayor in Colorado Springs, and I just think that is really, really cool. You can hear the interview with him. Go back to 710 com or Apple Podcasts, wherever you grab your podcast. look for Wake Up with Randy Corcoran, and uh, and you can get them all. Ronna McDaniel was with us in the first hour, uh, the only challenger to President Trump Uh, official papers filed on the ballot will be the primary ballot uh, assuming he lasts that long Uh, my good friend Steve Laffey from right here in Colorado he was uh, we did him for the full hour yesterday didn't expect to in the second hour of the show but I think you'll find the interview very very interesting the only one who's had the guts so far Ron DeSantis isn't in Donald Trump was in South Carolina, heard not a peep from the former South Carolina governor, Nikki Haley, not a peep from the current South Carolina U.S. Senator, Tim Scott, about challenging this man. I really think he's clear in the field. It's going to be him and Ron DeSantis. I'm sure others will, you know, put their toe in Steve Laffey ain't backing down, ain't backing up. And if you're at all interested in him and you don't have time to go back and grab the podcast, just go to his website, stevelaffey.com, because there's a, uh, a link there where you can register for a Zoom call he's doing tomorrow night all across the nation at 5 p.m. Mountain Time. He'll be in New York, I think, but because uh, he's doing Good Morning America and making all the circuits. This is a dude with money and smarts. He is not messing around. And, you know, I'm Republican National Committee man for Colorado. I have to stay neutral in primaries. And I love Donald Trump. So, you know, it's going to be tough for me, but I'll do what I did in the state races and the midterms is I'll tell you what I know about everybody and not draw the ultimate conclusion as to who you should vote for. Seems like the only way to do it. We're going to jump back to the phones in a second, but I always like to enjoy the absolute ineptitude, the absolute stupidity of the people that work for Joe Biden. Uh, did these move on me? I can't see the numbers. No, that's not it. Oh, I see. Here's here we go.
3: We're seeing almost 11 jobs created under this president.
1: (laughs) Yes, that is. That is unedited. And that is Karine Jean-Pierre, the press secretary for creepy, sleepy Showers with his daughter, putative President Joe Biden. Listen to that again. We're seeing
3: almost 11 jobs created under this president.
1: We have seen almost 11 jobs created under this president. I promise you that is not edited at all. All right, let's get back to the phones. Hank in Denver patiently waiting. Hank, thank you. Welcome.
4: Hey, Randy. How you doing? It's been a
1: minute since I've called. Great. Glad to hear from you. Yeah. yeah. Tune in on Saturdays, too.
4: Well, I, I, I did. I heard you last night, and you were talking about Wells Fargo, so that's why I'm calling. So after you mentioned last night about Wells Fargo, I'm like scouring the internet. I go to the Wells Fargo site. So you verify for me what I read last night. You know the the was it diversity, inclusion, and equity? Blah blah blah. Yep. And so, so my question is: Isn't that a violation of fair federal housing? law and you being an attorney, my question is, uh, could you file a complaint, or why didn't you file a complaint, or does it take someone like me, John Q. Public, to actually do that?
1: Well, that's a great question. I guess you'd have to be harmed first. You'd have to apply for a mortgage and then be turned down because you're a white guy. Um, they are they are making it quite public what they plan to do. They want to focus on disenfranchised, disadvantaged right. Um, you know, segments of society, I would expect there to be, it's not an area of law that I typically practice in at all, but I would expect there to be legal challenges. It's just nonsense. Right.
4: Well, oh, go ahead, Randy. No, 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 please. Uh, The good news is I actually am in the market for a mortgage. (laughs) So I could be a test case and go down the wells and apply for a mortgage and see what happens. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you ought to, and then give me a call at the law firm if you get if you got good credit and you get turned down. That might be interesting to chase, huh?
4: Right, but uh, but even so, even if I wasn't looking for a mortgage, just as when someone like myself sees something that looks, eh, um under the Constitution or just any law, does it, uh, a citizen have the opportunity to file a complaint, or or do we have to get evidence or? you know, if you think it's squirrely, I would think I'm going to file a complaint.
1: Well, I, until, until you're, you can't, there may be complaints you can file with the FTC or some other banking regulatory agency. Uh, Again, I just, I don't know it's not an area that I've ever delved into, but man, if you get, if you get hurt or harmed, then you have standing to take a look and see what your legal rights might be in a court case.
4: Okay. Okay. Uh, I, okay, great. I was. That's my question. Yeah, Thanks just stay you, in young. touch.
1: Thank <laughs> you, Hank. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Free legal advice for and worth every penny, let me tell you. Another text message on Wells Fargo. When I was a single parent, my checks started bouncing at Wells Fargo, and I went in person to see why. They wouldn't even give me overdraft protection. They lost my trust. That was 31 years ago. Felt they were crooked, clear back then. And let me tell you, there are people at Wells Fargo that work there uh, that I've developed personal relationships with that I absolutely adore. I actually look forward to going into the bank to see or talk to and who've been a tremendous help when I've done things with my son-in-law's car repair shop and I needed to move some money, he was coming up short or something like that, And, and they do things that um that are usually harder to do because of my long-term relationship and all of that stuff and uh and I really do appreciate that but we've got to enforce go woke go broke right and that is what it's all about as far as I'm concerned and that's why I'm looking very seriously into saying bye-bye Wells Fargo bye-bye we talked oh I mentioned uh, Tig Tigan and I don't think I closed out the thought he will be here he was on last night uh, talking about his mayoral run to Colorado Springs on my show last night. But we're going to bring him back. Uh, I know Matt rarely did guests here on this show, but when Tig told me last night at the end of our interview that uh, there's new information, pretty scandalous information, about all the horrors that went on during the 13 hours in Benghazi, the lousy leadership, the uh the, you know, Hillary Clinton not being the one to answer that two o'clock phone call. Thank you. No, uh, just horrors. And I don't know what they are. I didn't follow up with him today to find out. I just said, hey, we need to share that with the backbone audience. So Tig will be joining us at the top of the next hour and we'll take him as long as it takes to to get out that very, very important story. But at the start of this hour, I mentioned the almost being late getting in here because I wanted to stay home. Where I could watch Newsmax, here we've got DirecTV and it's been taken down because they were covering live the hearing that um, that Ken Buck, Colorado Congressman Ken Buck was having this Sunday afternoon about censorship. And, you know, no way to record it because we didn't have it here, couldn't connect you to it. But uh, Lauren Boebert was just very explicit. She said, we're coming for you. We are going to investigate. We are going to get to the bottom of it. These are not market decisions. These are clear efforts to shut people down. And um, and it's just not going to happen anymore. And I'm going to say this again because I think it bears repeating. You should be excited about that. Not that we're in this horrible position that we're in in the United States of America. Not that the leftists have done such a great job of indoctrinating our children, taking over our schools, taking over major media, taking over Hollywood, and and that we have sat by and allowed it to happen, but that people are awake right now. The Great Reset is going to be the great comeback of the United States of America, and it's people like you and me every day putting our money where our mouth is, enforcing go woke, go broke, All of it. So very critical. And that's why I come in on a Sunday night to do this with you. More in a minute. Don't go away. I wonder if Dr. Dunn, if he doesn't have time to do the show, if he'd still do the music. So good. So good. It's 535. I'm Randy Corcoran sitting in. Good to have you here, man. Everybody wants to talk about Wells Fargo. And uh, and my old friend Jay must be listening tonight because he just texted me a report from the Des Moines Register from December. Consumer banking giant Wells Fargo agreed to pay $3.7 billion to settle charges that had harmed customers by charging illegal fees and interest on auto loans and mortgages, as well as incorrectly applying overdraft fees against savings and checking accounts. Man, it just goes on and on. Let's see what Johnny's got to say. Johnny in Denver, thanks for waiting. Welcome to Backbone, man.
5: I remember this very clearly. I have a friend that she moved from Denver to Phoenix, Arizona. Her boyfriend was working construction. He's making $40. She's making 10 And so they wanted to get a house. But it was not based on her income. It was based on theirs together. And so when he left, of course, she lost the house. But it was under that Obama silliness. And, and And I remember when me and my wife we were going looking into getting a house, they had to check our credit to see if we you know we had a high enough credit score, and then there were classes that we could take to get to that level where we could be positioned to get a house yeah but, but all this is is just preparing somebody to lose their house, and the Democrats don't care because hey we, we got you in a house it's, it's your problem if you if you can't keep it.
1: Well, this wokeness is unbelievable, and you 're right Democrats want everyone to be reliant on the government they want to use the power of government to to create you know this uh, this different kind of unequal playing field in uh, under the the justification of trying to right past wrongs. And it's not fair. It's not right. And it shouldn't be allowed to happen. And I think people like you and me have tremendous power in sending a message to these folks and enforcing "go woke, go broke."
5: Yeah, and I'm just thinking, like, for just in general, because the school system is is not to, to make you educated to be entrepreneurs or anything like that It's there to, to make you factory workers. And I, I think parents have to really take a hold of these kids, their kids. And not wait for the school and teach them these economical things like rich people do i mean i I bet donald Trump was was and his son byron uh baron i I bet there's different lessons going on that's not going on in the school, yeah just the fact that that they they have to take responsibilities and and I don't understand the parents like give them all these responsibilities to the schools, schools don't care. <laughs> oh, man. It's just for just well, days. The, the wise that you get.
1: People are waking up, brother, and that's why there's more homeschooling going on. That's why people are yeah. getting on these school boards. Don't forget that these off-year elections that we're heading into in Colorado and many places around the country are where we empower our school boards, empower our city councils. And uh, Republicans, even in Colorado, tend to do pretty well in those races. So more right. and more reasons to uh, keep piling on the optimism. Thanks for calling tonight, Johnny. I appreciate it. All right. Have a good Let's go to Alan, uh, Wells Fargo insider, eh? What do you got for us, Alan?
6: Yes. Uh, so I, I was helping a friend of mine yesterday uh, get a battery replaced on her car, and she works for Wells Fargo and she works in the department where they work on old loans that apparently they have they wrote their loans wrong or something was wrong with the language. They weren't following government policies or whatever, so it's their job is to fix all these loans. But she told me something very interesting, that they have an internal memo that came out and wasn't supposed to go to all the employees, but somehow she got a hold of it, and they said they're going to continue to write loans for white people that are existing customers but from here on out they will not write white sorry write any loan for a white person that's not an existing customer only other races
1: well that that sounds exactly like it. this must have been leaked or something because now that you've you know sort of read it so succinctly that it reminds me of exactly what I had heard and triggered me getting on to this particular topic in the first place it's it's just extraordinary
6: Yes, it's uh, it's a it, it's a sad situation we find ourselves in these days.
1: But look at how people are stepping up and pushing back, and and look at how we're uncovering and exposing what they've had to do to put us into this position. It's why they're so terrified, and uh, and I, I just love watching them squirm on the other side. I I love the way the uh, the squad reacted when Elon Omar was taken off of the intelligence committee. And did you hear any of that? Do you oh, hear yeah, any of the I squalling and that. the crying?
6: Oh, boy. They were very upset over – Yeah, that, it, that's ordinary business practice once, you know, when yeah, things course. change
1: in Congress. Yeah, and this woman and all of these women deserved it with their anti-Semitism, with their anti-Americanism. I want to try and squeeze one more in before the break, Alan. Thanks for the insider information. It it just supports what I already believed about Wells Fargo, which is why I, for one, am going to be moving on. How about you? Are you in, in Wells Fargo or are you going to get out?
6: No, I used to have a business account with them years ago, and just dealing with them was enough to, to never have me, I, I never worked with them again.
1: To shame, because I, I, there are a couple people I really love at my local Wells Fargo, and I'll be sorry to say goodbye, but so what, and the more important things to do and to consider. God bless you, sir. Have a good rest of your weekend. You too. In case you didn't hear, this was the best of the squad.
3: You are showing who you all are, really.
0: The gentlewoman's time has expired. I will not
3: be silenced. I won't.
0: The and gentlewoman's time has expired. Mr. Omar, I the gentlewoman's am so sorry, time has expired. that our country is failing you today. Through this chamber, you the, belong the to no the The
3: gentlewoman
1: is
0: recognized, and the gentleman from Mississippi is recognized. That
1: was Rashida Tlaib, and she holds a seat in the United States House of Representatives? What hysteria. What nonsense. Oh, it's racism. It's sexism. It's anti-Muslimism. No, it isn't. It's because you people are idiots. You're anti-American. You're anti-Semitic. And you have no business being in the positions you're in. And thank God you're off of those committees. Let's try and squeeze Jay in here. I think he may have a little more to say about good old Wells Fargo. Jay, welcome.
7: Hello, Randy. How are you? Good. Thank you. You were talking about Wells Fargo. If anyone types in $3.7 billion fine, largest ever filed by the federal government, Wells Fargo affected 16 million people uh, illegally repassing their cars. The forbearance and deferral program that went under COVID, which was under the CARES Act, that was a federal law to allow people to delay their mortgages for six months. They didn't abide by that. So $1.7 billion is in fines and $2 billion to hopefully repay 16 million people that were affected by their illegal activities. And it says here they're under restraining order. They cannot open up new accounts of any form until this is straightened out. And that's from the CFPB group, who is the federal uh, regulatory power over the banking group.
4: Uh,
7: Corpora is the guy's name.
1: Jay, text message just came in. So what percentage of the population – Uh, is minority. That'll work great for them, LOL. I mean, shouldn't board members on these massive corporations be filing derivative lawsuits saying, what are you doing to crush our company, Uh, DirecTV, AT&T, Wells Fargo? Come on. That's right. Yeah, Yeah,
7: that's absolutely right. So what they would do is is agree to things verbally over the phone with their clients on the CARES Act for mortgage forbearance and deferral, which was a, a law that was passed by Congress to help people save their homes during COVID when everything shut down and they wouldn't abide by it. And they were repossessing people's cars and they're just horrible. But this is one of many. We had business accounts with them for a long time. Back in 07 and 09, they called us up and asked our businesses They said, we have our brand new accounts for you. And we said, no, we've had accounts with you before you even Wells Fargo. And they uh, swept our accounts, moved them into new numbers, called us as new customers because they had decent balances on them, and that was that was back in '08 and '09. Now this is all new, though. This just happened in December, very fresh, and so on.
1: Well, I it, I don't know how that how you survive the, this kind of decision making and this kind of sort of reverse discrimination. It, it's, it's it's unAmerican, and I just don't is. think the vast majority. This is why they have to censor us. This is why they have to cancel us, shut us down. Because that is this is not what america stands for and what americans want so i really appreciate the detail there jay it's good to hear your voice take good care you too thank you i was just playing around on twitter in the last break and uh Someone named Colorado Bear wrote, remember when Colorado trail systems were cared for, people would pick up litter, make sure restroom doors were closed so no animals could get in. Now we have homeless men smoking meth in every bathroom in every park in the state. When is Polis going to do something? And there's a sign attached that says closed due to excessive vandalism. Restrooms are shut down. Heat and water have been turned off until further notice. Please contact South Suburban Parks and Recreation. That is your own backyard. They're killing Colorado Democrats. Don't vote for them anymore. I've got a story for you and more calls when we come back. It's Backbone Radio on Sunday night. Stay with us, 710. Used to do music DJing at a bar between Glenwood Springs and Aspen when I was young. And then actually on the radio. Did all you know, adult contemporary music back in the eighties? Not that that's what that is, but I'll tell you, when you hear great songs like that, you hate to step on them. But we are back. It's Backbone Radio. Matt Dunn is not here. I'm Randy Corcoran doing the best I can, and you guys are keeping us hopping tonight. Really do appreciate it. Before we go to our next caller, I just want to play this again. It is so great. This is the um, this is the meltdown. The absolute just nutbag response of Rashida Tlaib to the removal of a committee of the removal of Elon Omar from a committee let's just hear it one more time it's short
3: you are showing who you all are really
0: the gentleman's time has expired the
3: gentlewoman's so time
0: sorry, has Seth. expired
3: the gentlewoman's time has expired that our country is failing you today. Through this chamber, you belong in the committee. The gentleman woman is no
0: longer recognized, and the, the gentleman from Mississippi is recognized.
1: Blake Gallagher's just cracking me up back there. The great American, Eric, was kind enough to correct me. I said before that she was... Elon Omar was removed from the Intel Committee. It's the Foreign Affairs Committee. Thank you, great American. Thank you for listening tonight. Really, really do appreciate it. Get back to the phones with Andy in Arvada. Andy, welcome.
3: Hey, Randy. Actually it's Andy Page from Aurora, your old friend. How you doing, sir?
1: Good, man. How are you?
3: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And first of all, I just want to wish the best to Matt. Uh, when I think of his work with Russia Gate, Spy Gate, really anything with a gate, he has been spectacular. yeah, a warrior. And I also just want to say if he's got to take some time off, they couldn't have picked anybody better to fill in than you. And so it's just great to hear your voice. Um, the reason I called in was you know you were talking about Wells Fargo and I, I want to ask a broader question. What do we do? How are we going to be able to get a much better listing? of pro-Liberty businesses because, let's face facts, the owners and managers of these businesses are terrified that if they could be boycotted by the left, what are we going to be able to do here in Colorado? I know there are some listings, but they're so list- limited. What do you think?
1: Well, it's a great idea. I-, I think it would be a great project to put together. You and I should uh, should talk about that sometime. I'd I'd throw some money behind something like that. I think Conservative Daily has a list of patriotic businesses. I think uh, Frank Speech or whatever uh, Mike Lindell's organization. Uh, what do they call that? I it's uh, some kind of, some kind of American shopping place where you know patriotic right. companies put up their – Where it's a tremendous idea. For Colorado as well, and uh, I, I know I know there are people who would maybe like to know about conservative lawyers who are few and far between. I was always warned andy don 't put your politics out there; it will impact your legal practice. I have not found that to be right. the case i I can think of one potential client in twenty five years that when we got sideways on something, never hired me, never did anything for him, but they didn 't like. Uh, me telling them some truth about their case. And all of a sudden it'd be, I knew when I called a Republican, that's what it would be like. It was hilarious. It happened fairly recently. Kind of shows the, the degradation of society, I think, but I, it never bothered me. I I just think it's a terrific idea because what the left doesn't know is we still outnumber the bastards.
3: Right. You know what? Let's get together and talk sometime because I got to tell you, Randy, um, we need a parallel econ- economy. I don't want one dime going to people who want to wreck this place. And so I'm with you. Just yeah. want to say.
1: Well, reach out, man. I, I love the idea. Let's let's uh, let's get the right people. I don't know diddly one about websites or any of that, but I sure know some smart people who do. So it sounds terrific. And it's great to hear your voice, Andy. Thanks for calling in tonight.
3: You bet. Take care.
1: All right. Let's get back to some of these text messages. Has the... Heroin Barbie joined the squad, yet I did hear her say something. Maybe it was during the vote for Speaker, the vote that elected Kevin McCarthy. By the way, what's the scorecard on Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House? Weren't you impressed? W- weren't you impressed after the holdout, the week-long holdout where all of your mainstreamers on the radio and and Hugh Hewitt and and uh, you know Fox News talkers were just like oh we're wasting all this time that we we need to get busy now that we have the house of representatives we're wasting all this time and trying to hold whoever the new leader is going to be accountable and hemming and hawing and it turned out very very well and Kevin McCarthy who up until this newest thing I'm going to tell you about had an A going as far as I'm concerned in keeping his promises in being he's he's got an to me, it's kind of an odd mannerism, very soft, very friendly, not a not an alpha male by any stretch, or at least doesn't seem like it. But I have seen him, you know, rein in the press and, and give a good spanking now and then. So I, I think he's got some manliness in him. But I've been impressed about him keeping his word and uh, getting the committees going and taking the uh, the terrorists like Elon Omar off of the Foreign Affairs Committee and and just all of those things that were part of his campaign promises and then the things the deals that he had to make to knit together a coalition to become Speaker of the House and then uh, you knew it was inevitable and, and nobody hits it every time listen I don't expect perfection from any of these human beings who become politicians who become leaders But he was asked about January 6th and he was asked specifically about the killing, the death of Ashley Babbitt and Kevin McCarthy responded that he thought the Capitol Hill cop who shot her dead, who executed her at point blank range, this unarmed woman stupidly going through a window, I get it, but into a hall that was lined with cops where all the Congress critters had been moved away, where the cops who were guarding the door and the window that she started to crawl through mysteriously disappeared at the last minute, just walked away. And, you know, with pressure from behind and all of the... the, I mean, I can't imagine what it was like to be there and, and why people made some of the dumb decisions that they made. But Ashley Babbitt was executed. And Kevin McCarthy, when asked about it, said, "The Capitol Hill police were doing their job." That is nonsense. And reports are coming out from uh, from different agencies that are, you know, did a good job of looking back through these records, that the dereliction of duty starts with Nancy Stretch Pelosi, and trickles down to the Capitol Hill police. Donald Trump made. Appropriate resources available since there were so many people in D.C. to support him, to support the legal, constitutional, electoral college election challenge that was going on. Donald Trump was prepared and was prepared to make sure the Capitol was secure. Nancy Pelosi stopped that. The Capitol Hill police did not do their job well at all, and the media continues to lie about the people who actually died. Because of January uh, January 6th, not after, not of a stroke later, or, you know, the kinds of things that happen <laughs> to vaxed people, especially these days. And we still don't have the 14,000 hours of videotape. That's a promise that I expect Kevin McCarthy to keep. But how could you be? so close to all of that information, know everything that we now know about January 6th, and I'm making no excuses for people who committed crimes. But how could you say that the Capitol Hill police officer who executed Ashley Babbitt was simply doing his job? Randy, I was not impressed with what Kevin McCarthy had to say about Michael Byrd and Ashley Babbitt. I will never trust this SOB, never, ever, ever. Richard, I, I hear you, yet he's what we've got. Hey, stay with us. Benghazi war hero, John Tigan. New information on the disaster of Benghazi. He'll join us at the top of the hour. That's next